Hey friends, it's Mark James. <laughs> Today is Thursday. Thursday and it's uh, it's October, isn't it? God, the year is is almost coming to an end. Got just over two months left. Crazy. 2020, the year we would all like to forget, but not quite yet. I'm currently in a caravan. My feet are cold. I'll tell you why. I went for a little drive this afternoon and a little walk. Not much of a walk. I'm in Kent. I thought I'd go and visit... Well, we haven't quite solved that problem, have we? I might be in East Sussex. It's best not to try and find out. doesn't really matter. There's no borders, is there, between counties in the UK? But anyway, I went to Kent, to Ashford, to visit Alakazam Magic. When I got there, it was close. (laughs) They were inside, but uh, they said they weren't letting people in because, um, of course, COVID. And they did very kindly offer to, you know leave the door open and have me out in the car park and talk to me. But I said, uh, let's not go to the trouble. I'll, uh, I'll just bail. I don't need anything. I just was in the area. So that was nice to see them through the window and chat on the phone while I did it. It was like a prison visit, talking to someone through a window while simultaneously on the phone to them. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Um, so I had a little pop there. Then I went to this retail outlet and had a quick walk around, but only half an hour because I didn't want to pay for parking. Um, and then I sort of drove back here and I've been chilling. I'm about to watch a film called The Trial of the Chicago 7, which I don't know if I'm going to like or not, but it's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt in and I always like him. And it's got Eddie Redmayne and some other people that are good. So we'll see how that goes. And then I've got a gig. I'm on early again, 7, 7.15-ish. So I suppose I better leave where I am here by... Oh, God, it's not far away, but, you know, six. I better leave by six. It's only 15 minutes down the road, but, you know, don't want to be late. doesn't take me long to set up, and you've got to be in the venue for as little as possible at the moment. So, yeah, I guess I'm leaving at six. And right now it's uh, five to five, so I guess I'm showering it. 20 to six. Gosh, I just worked out the whole day in front of you. Look at that. So, what else has been going on? Well, not a lot, to be fair. My feet are cold because when I got back, it was really hot. The sun finally got out, so I opened the window, and then it went chilly. And you know that thing where they apparently drive... <laughs> I just realised I'm really talking shite here, aren't I? I don't even know what I'm on about. You know that thing where they say if you drop a frog in a pan of water, that um, the frog won't realise that it's heating up, and it will sit there while it gets boiled to death. If you drop a, pa- a frog in a pan of water that's already boiling, apparently it will attempt to jump out. But if you drop it in cold water and then you boil the water, the frog will remain while it boils to death. I don't know if that's true or not. And I really hope that nobody ever does the experiment to find out if it is, because that's gross and very cruel. But that's what I'm like. I'm like a frog in hot water. Because there's the, there's the title of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> frog in hot water. Um... The caravan got really cold and I didn't do anything about it. I let it become way too cold before I fixed the problem by closing the window. So now I'm freezing. Talking about closing the window and the curtains, by the way, for some reason that I cannot explain to you, there's a sort of bay window in the caravan and there are four curtains required to cover the bay window. One of those bay windows had a different curtain on it than the rest. And I went and looked. I think that's a plane or a helicopter going above. Either that or a tractor. Bloody, it sounds like a plane. Um, Anyway, one of the windows had a different curtain over it than the rest. A non-matching curtain. 
which I thought, well, that's going to drive me insane. So I looked around the rest of the caravan and the bedroom had two mismatching curtains in as well. So for some reason, they had four curtains that were one pattern and two that were another. And they put three in one in, in the living room and one in one in the bedroom. So they didn't match. So I had to take two entire curtain rails down, unthread the curtains and then swap them over. Otherwise, I would not be able to sleep. That happened uh, the night before last. I just forgot to tell you. But what is that about? Why are they putting the wrong curtains up? <laughs> it drove me mad. I couldn't handle it. So, um, yeah, it's curtains for me. I swapped them over and I was much calmer. So now there's a set of four matching curtains in the living room and two matching curtains in the bedroom. You know what there still is, though, in the living room right now? And I've just seen it. The fly. It's still in here. I had the window open for hours and the fly is still in. Day two. Day two of living with the fly. I mean, what am I supposed to do about it? It will not go away. Annoying. So I had a fun gig last night, a really fun gig. Um, <clears throat> the gig itself was good and all right and perfectly nice. And the audience joined in and listened and did all the stuff that you want from them. So thank you if you were in that audience and you're listening to this. Um... The thing that made it especially fun was that the manager, Wes, is a really good mate of mine. And I've known him for years and years, going back to Blackpool days. He lived at uh, Blackpool and he worked at Pontins. And uh, I used to go there socially quite a lot. I never gigged there, but I had a lot of friends there. So I met him back then about, oh, it must be, well, what would I have been, 22? So it must be, you know, 14 years ago, I guess. So we've known each other a long time. He was there. He's the manager at this park. So I hung out with him and um, we had some good old chats and he's got a very nice team. I tell you what, I suggested to the team that we play a game of Would You Rather, <laughs> which is one of my favourite games. Now, if you've never played Would You Rather, essentially <clears throat> you come up with the most disgusting, vile options you can think of and the other person has to try and decide which one of those two options they would choose now it doesn't always have to be you know the worst things it could be would you rather go to kfc or would you rather go to mcdonald's it could be would you rather lose a leg or an arm you know it can be things that just result in either what's your preferred thing or which thing do you think it'd be most inconvenient or least inconvenient what would you choose but if you're really playing the game well, you try and pick stuff that's disgusting. So you say things like, would you, rather have <laughs> would you rather have sex with your own mother to save your dad's life? Or would you rather have sex with your father to save your mum's life? They're the ones, you know, would you rather oral on one? Or it's pretty gross. You can imagine, right? That was one of the options, by the way, that was once suggested to me to a friend. And I refused to answer. And I've never been able to think of the right answer. <laughs> Because it's so disgusting. Um, you know, would you rather... That fly is... Fuck off. That fly... Someone said to me yesterday on the podcast, a friend of mine... Well, actually, I've never met the chap, but he always seems very nice. And uh, we've spoken on Facebook before. His name's Andy. Hello, Andy. Uh, told me how to kill a fly. He said you clap directly, directly above it. Because apparently when a fly senses danger, it flies, it flies straight up. And usually the danger is your hands coming in. So... As soon as they swoop in, the fly goes up and you get it. So it's a bit like that thing of when you're trying to spear a fish. You don't throw your spear at the fish. You throw your spear a little bit in front of the fish. I mean, when you're trying to spear a fish is another story altogether. Would you rather try and spear a fish or try and kill a fly with your bare hands? <laughs> 
There you go. So apparently you go to clap, the fly senses danger, flies immediately upwards, you clap, the fly falls into the trap, boom, dead. The problem is, how do you get your hands directly above a fly? Because this one is not sat still. This fly has got a lot of energy. It must be drinking Red Bull or something. Or my preferred option to Red Bull, which is Blue Bear. It's Spa's alternative. I'm drinking some now. It's no calorie. Anyway, so that's how you kill a fly. Thank you for that tip, Andy. I must try it after I've finished recording. See if I can get this fly. Although I have decided I'm just going to let live. Live and let live. Um, anyway, so... That option of, um, of you know, um, what's the word? Is it fam- familicide? What's the word for, like, you know, uh, sexual stuff with your own family member? It might be familicide, I'm not sure. Anyway, that's a disgusting one. You don't want to have to think about that for too long. But um, mine were things like, would you rather be able to smell shit all the time or taste piss all the time? <laughs> Or would you rather have an orgasm every day at exactly 4pm, no matter what you're doing, or never have one again? Now, I know that the initial thought you're going to say is, well, never having one again would be an absolute nightmare for your life. But imagine having one every day at just 4pm randomly, no matter what you're doing. Imagine you're in the post office. Can I just have three... Oh, Jesus, what time is it? Or, you know, someone says, do you want to come to um, my dad's funeral a week on Wednesday? Yeah, what time is it? Oh, it's at um, uh, 10 to 4. Right. Um, I'd like to attend, but there is a small problem. Maybe I could sit in the back near the door. (laughs) So I know you're going to say your initial thought is, well, of course, I'll have one every day at 4pm because to not have one would be horrible. But imagine every day at the same time, no matter what, that would start to do your head in after a while. I reckon after about a week of it, you'd start to think, I wish I'd picked the other option. So neither of them are very good, really. So here's my challenge to you. What I would like is for my dear people who listen to this podcast, um, don't, um, what's it called? Don't, don't worry, I won't out you. I'll keep them perfectly between us. But, but I will pick some of the best, well, worst ones and read them out in two days. Not tomorrow, the day after, because it does take some people two days to catch up. A lot of people message me and go, oh, you've already done this. But because I look at the viewing figures and I realize that to get to the full expected amount of people that I know, listen, it sometimes takes up to two, maybe even three days if it's the weekend. But have a think what is the worst would you rather question you can imagine so mine are things like would you rather smell shit all the time or be able to taste piss all the time would you rather have an orgasm at 4 p.m every day or never have one again would you rather have to wank off your dad or eat (laughs) now if you tell me yours whatever they are i'll pick some and i'll read them out because if i'm telling people yours it doesn't sound like i thought of them and they're not as bad so there you go. Would you rather? Just tell me what your worst would you rathers are. And maybe try and decide in your own heads what your answers to my ones are. But we played that last night uh, a little bit. And it does always lead to some big laughs. So I guarantee, aside from that other game, what's the game where the thing you put on your head, you put your phone against your head, and uh, people have to guess what it is. It's like uh, charades or charades. I'm not sure how one pronounces that word. But essentially, it'll be like celebrities. Celebrities. 
and people have to describe the celebrity to you and what films they've been in, but they're not allowed to say the name and you have to try and guess what it is. There's a version of that game. Is it called? It's called Heads Up on the iPhone. And they come on your phone and you hold your phone against your forehead so all the players can see them. And if you get it right, you tilt your phone down. If you get it wrong, you tilt your phone up and you try and get as many as you can. Sarah and I played this game every day for about a month at one point, like 10, 11 times a day. And we got our score really high because when you play it a lot, sometimes you get a shorthand for... For certain celebrities so you'll just say like you think he's a wanker and she'll shout um michael ball <laughs> sarah hates michael ball for some reason she calls him Ballhead. i don't know why she hates him so much whenever i go why do you hate him so much she goes he's just a ball head isn't he she hates him anyway um yeah, for Heads Up. Apart from Heads Up, which is the best game ever, I've been kicked out of at least three pubs as a group with a group of people for playing Heads Up. Usually in Panto or some show you're in, it gets mentioned, you're the loudest table by a mile. It gets on everyone's nerves, you get thrown out of the pub. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good game. But Would You Rather, if you haven't got a phone, which you've usually got a phone, but Would You Rather is a good sort of uh, manual game, a game of invention and disgust, if you've got a good imagination. It's a good game to play with other comedians. Um, yeah, Would You Rather. <laughs> Give it a go. I'll tell you one thing that's missing in caravans, soft lighting. I hate room lights. You know, room above room lights, like solid lighting when it's too bright, prison yard light. I hate that. I really like uh, soft lighting, a lamp in the corner. Maybe if you've got a lamp and you put something over the top of it, not as a fire hazard, but so that it can be just dimmer light. So it feels cosy. You know, cosy lighting. That's what you want, isn't it? Um, I was talking to a friend this morning as well. Here's my, here's the third subject. Seamlessly, seamlessly found. I was talking to a friend this morning. They said to me, I had a weird dream last night. And I said, I'm going to stop you there because... I'm interested, but can we just both agree, in case I don't react as you might be expecting, to the idea that people explaining their dreams to you is the most boring thing in the world. When someone says to you, I had this dream, unless you were in it, which has some novelty value, people explaining their dreams to you is the most boring subject on the planet. Because the problem is, there's no jeopardy, is there? It's the same kind of criticism that I have over a lot of superhero films. I remember seeing Superman as a kid. I might have mentioned this on the podcast already, about why I don't really like the Avengers films. But, and I know that's just annoyed so many people. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan, I'm sure you're an Avengers fan. I bet Tom, I bet he likes them films as well. Tom Hiley. Sorry, mate. Anyone who likes them films, fair enough. They're all right. I don't mind Iron Man. The first Thor was okay. A lot of them are shit. Um, I've actually met Scarlett Johansson and performed magic for her. But, you know, I'll tell you that on another day. Um, but I don't really like them films. It's because of the lack of jeopardy. When I was a kid, there used to be Superman, the new adventures of Superman, with Lois Lane, played by Terry Hatcher, and uh, they lived in Metropolis, and Superman was played by Dean Cain. In an episode, he once got put in this prison... And they'd specifically made the bars so that he couldn't escape. Because obviously he's got super strength. And so they made it so that Superman couldn't escape until he had an idea. He realised that he could fly... There was another episode where he flew around the world backwards so fast that it, like, reversed time. Stupid. In another episode where he was locked in this prison, 
he vibrated so fast because, of course, he could move fast. So he started to move backwards and forwards fast, his hands first and the rest of his body. And he vibrated so fast that the molecules of his body disassembled and he was able to move through the bars by dismantling his own body because he moved so fast. And at that point, that episode did what I would call jump the shark. It's a phrase that comes from Happy Days where Henry Winkler jumped over a shark wearing speedos and a leather jacket. And people said that that episode was so ridiculous that it lost all of its believability. And so now when, an, when any TV show uh, loses its believability because of a single moment, it's referred to as having jumped the shark. Um, I did a whole podcast about this on Split Screen, my other podcast about films that we haven't done for about three months because the next episode was supposed to be The Lion King and I don't like cartoons either and I couldn't be asked to watch it and so we've kind of stopped making it. (laughs) But if you look up the Split Screen podcast, there's an episode called uh, Talk About Film, Jump the Shark and I give you the whole history of the phrase. Anyway, for me, Superman New Adventures of Superman jumped the shark in that episode when Dean Kane as Superman vibrated himself through the bars. I know TV shows about superheroes are already unbelievable, but that takes the piss. It went super unbelievable. That's the problem when people explain their dreams. Nothing can't happen. When your friend says, how's it work today? And um, I had to nip out to the bank. And while I was at the bank, uh, a robbery happened... That story is rooted in the reality of what you know can and can't happen. So you're really interested. Well, what happened? But if someone says that in a dream, I was at work and uh, I was with you, actually, but you weren't you. You were you, but you looked like my teacher from school. (laughs) That's always the shit that happens in dreams, isn't it? You were you and you looked like your teacher in school. And I really wanted a banana, but for some reason I couldn't lift my arm and pick it up because my hands were both tomatoes. And anyway, we're in the the bank and um, this robbery happened. And all of the robbers were the Chelsea football team, but they didn't look like them. They looked like us when we were kids. And then a unicorn came in and I needed a wee. But when I tried to wee, the unicorn started a wee. And anyway, then a tiger came in and ate the robbers and then we all just left. And then the next thing I know, the dream was over. That's a shit story. (laughs) So if you've had a dream, unless I was in it, I'm not interested. And even if I was in it, it's usually going to be quite stupid. You were you, but you didn't look like you. How often does that happen in dreams? And then you get out the dream dictionary. This dream that my friend had was that they were on a bicycle. And so I looked it up and apparently dreaming about a bicycle means that you're trying to get towards a goal that you've had. You're struggling to get towards a goal and you wish that thing would speed up. So sort of dream interpretation, that's interesting because it's got application in the real world and it sort of links to what your subconscious might want. You know, so if you dream about um, butterflies, apparently that suggests that you want some sort of physical change. If you dream about bicycles, it suggests that you want to accelerate towards a goal. If you dream about the fact that you really want a pepperoni pizza, it suggests that pizza is one of the nicest foods on the planet and you're hungry. (laughs) Anyway, people explaining their dreams are boring, so don't tell me. Oh, and people who have androids are boring as well. That's today's episode. I'll catch you tomorrow, friends. Bye.